0: Thank you so much for joining with us on Church Online this morning. We're so glad you're with us today. Hey, if you're looking for some joy, I mean, look for some excitement, some energy. Man, we're excited today. We have a very special time. Uh, we have this thing called Six and Six. We got six of the voices, some of the leaders here at Real Life. They're gonna speak of a word of encouragement, hope into your life in this season. So if you're looking for some joy, some encouragement to ride on somebody's faith, I believe God brought you here on purpose today. Come on, let's just be excited for what God's gonna do. We're gonna give some praise to Him. There's some ways to connect, and we have six little messages of hope six minutes today. You're not going to forget this. you just going to buck your seatbelt because God's going to bring some truth. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to be encouraging. Come on, let's just worship Jesus this morning. Come on, let's lift some praise to him. Come on, let's lift it up real life.
1: You make the doctors run and hide. You bring the broken back to life. Only you can. Only you can set me free from every chain you fill my heart with songs of praise only you can only you can jesus you're the only reason that i'm even breathing i am wide awake my heart beats only for your glory my hands reach up for you to hold me my soul sings Father you are only my feet dance to rhythm, to rhythm every beat is calling, every beat is calling out You left the glory of your throne to bring this round away back home. Only you can only you You give me life, you keep me dancing through the night Only you can, only you can My heart beats only for your glory My hands reach up for you to hold me My soul sings Calling out your name, every beat is calling, every beat is calling out your name. Come on, sing Jesus. But Jesus, you're the only reason that I'm even breathing, I am wide awake freedom is consuming. I feel it rushing through me. I'll never be the same. My heart beats only for your glory. My hands me. Your name, every beat is calling, every beat is calling out your name. Come on, every beat is calling, every beat is calling out your name, yeah,
2: lean into this moment today, we are not alone. God is with us and he's standing with us through whatever trial we're going through. And so focus in on these words, close your eyes and vision of God who is standing next to you, no matter what you are under today.
1: There's a grace when the heart is under fire. Another way when the are closing in When I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning I know I will never be alone There was another in the fire Standing next to me There was another in the water should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free there is a cross that bears a burden but another die for me there is another in For beneath the waters, I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. Should I fall in the space between what remains of me in this reckoning? Either way, I won't bow to the things of this world. Cause I know, Cause I know. Sitting next to me, there is another in the waters holding back the seas. Should I ever need reminding? Will power send me free? There is a grave that holds no bodies. Now the power lives in me. There is another in the fire. darkness bows to end. I can hear the roar in the heavens as the space between us and I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls came in. Nothing stays between us. Nothing stands between us. Jesus, Let's lift it up. There is no other name but the name that is Jesus. He was and still is and will be through it all. So come what may, in the space between all the things unseen and this reckoning, I know I will never be. I know I will never be alone There'll be another in the fire Sitting next to me There'll be another in the waters Holding back the seas Should I ever need reminding? How could you bend to me? I kept the joy from every battle Cause I know that's where you'll be I can see I can see the light in the darkness as the darkness bounce to an end. I can hear the roar in the heavens as the space between wears sin I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls cave in. Nothing stands between us. Nothing seems between
3: us.
4: I want you guys to know that God is with you today. Let's go before God in prayer. God, we come before you. We just want to lift you up. We want to magnify your name. We give you praise. We give you honor. God, you are a good God. You are a great God. We recognize that you sacrificed everything just to release us from uh, the pain and the suffering that we have in life and you've called us to a newness of life you called us to just uh just partake with you just in in a life and a purpose that only we can have through you god i just want to lift up somebody today somebody that just needs you, you know somebody maybe that's never met you somebody that's struggling with an addiction or a pain maybe a loss of of a family member maybe they're struggling with a disease god i just want them after today just to realize that you are a powerful god that has their best in mind and i god i pray that they meet with you today and they realize that you have a love and a care for them that just can't be found anywhere else in this world so god just thank you for who you are i pray that somebody that has fear today comes out of this gathering with hope and knows that they have something great through you and we lift up all these things in your name amen Guys, let's, uh, let's give God some honors, give us some praise, give us some high fives, type of amen out there. Just let him know how much you care about him. Just worship Him really big this morning. And so we are so excited that you're with us today. I don't know if you're on the couch, if you're on a walk today, but we are so excited that you've joined us in this online gathering. And if you're new with us, that goes double for you. We just want you to know that we believe that you belong here. And I want you to know that I want you to feel welcome home. In fact, real life, wherever you guys are at, can we let everybody that's new just feel welcome Give them some hearts, give them some loves. If you see somebody you don't want on there, just say, hey, we we love having you guys here. And just thank you so much for following along with us. Uh, We believe for those that are new, God really has something special for you guys today. And I want to invite you as as a team member of real life to fill out something we call a digital communication card. You can do that in two different ways. The first one is you can text RLNEW to 97000 or there's going to be a link that pops up in the comments and you can fill that out as well. This is a safe form for you to fill out. All we're going to do is have one of our team members call you on the phone and their whole job is just to make you feel welcome and resource you in any possible way that we can. We we know that God cares about you, and we care about you, and we want to help you and connect with you. Our whole mission here at Real Life is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. Say it another way, we are a church for the unchurched. We are a community for those that don't have a home, and so we want you to be part of that as well. And one of the ways that we're doing that is I want to invite everybody out that just has any interest all of real life to something we're calling a welcome party. And so tonight at six o'clock on a zoom meeting you can hang out with pastor sean and diane and just hear some of our story maybe you've got some questions maybe maybe you're in the midst of a struggle you have questions and and you have anxiety you have fear you have anger maybe just hang out with us and 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 they'll have a great time just sharing the hope of jesus with you today maybe you're looking for a new church home for whatever reason maybe you just have questions about who we are in real life and what we've done and where we're coming from what a great opportunity for you to hang out at this welcome party with Pastor Sean and Diane. It's a really organic meeting. You can just hang out. It's like hanging around the campfire around the kitchen table. And to do that, I want you guys to do this. I want you to text Welcome uh, to 97000, or again, there's gonna be another link that pops up in the comment section. We would love to see you tonight at six o'clock on that Zoom meeting. So let's pray for God's presence one more time, and we're gonna have a great time just worshiping God. God, we come before you, and we just lift you up, and we just, we just want your presence to be on this gathering. God, we don't want any of the glory or honor for ourselves. We give it all to you. And God, we lift up your name and your son's name. And God, I just, again, I just pray for all, all the gatherings across this uh, this community, across this nation, across this world. God, I pray that that as, as people are still gathering online, I pray that as uh, as they worship you, that just we grow stronger as a kingdom and just for a, for a strong witness to the world that we are for you and we are for them. God, I just pray that you use us in a mighty way. Allow us to keep serving you and serving those around us that are searching for you. And God, we lift up all these things in your name. Amen. Well, this is your opportunity. I want you to find somebody that's hanging out in the comment section. Just, you know, find somebody that you know, find somebody you don't know. Tell them that you're glad to see them, that you're happy to see see, uh, that they're here and alive. We can't wait to hang out with you guys the rest of the day. Come well,
0: on, nice job, Barry. Come on, find somebody above the comments, say hi to him, find somebody you don't know, show some love. Man, say hi to somebody. Let them know you recognize them here. Don't let anybody walk through here or be on this thing without saying hi to them today. Hey, thanks so much for being with us again. If you're part of real life, man, thank you for being here. If you're new with us, I am going to say it's very special. Welcome to you. So glad you've been with us. You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're watching us online. I believe God brought you here on purpose today. Hey, I want to give you guys a shot of encouragement. You guys did an awesome job this last week. Seriously, a record number of people watched our stuff last Sunday, and it's because you guys had the courage to hit the share button. We had 38 shares absolutely incredible you guys are reaching out to your family your friends i know i've had family members on there people i'm close to Uh, people are close to me but far from god it's absolutely encouraging and incredible to see what god's doing Uh, we followed up with 40 new people that uh watched our stuff last week Uh, it means over 160 people that we're following up with over the last few weeks all because you guys hit the share button absolutely incredible so if you have the courage to hit it i encourage you to do it because today is going to be off the chain it's going to be absolutely amazing Uh, we have a lineup of the voices of real life some leaders uh, people have a heart for god a heart for the mission of god uh, people we call friends and family you are going to want to rewatch this, you wanna share this, it's gonna be absolutely incredible. So what we're doing, we have six different speakers and we're giving six minutes uh, to give you the best encouragement, the best word in the season. And they're gonna answer the cru- the question or finish the statement, coronavirus you won't coronavirus you want, dot, dot, dot. And they're going to fill it in with a bold statement, some that's on their heart, some kind of encouragement. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, when you got six minutes, man, you're weeding out all of the fluff. And so we're going to bring it today. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So all i will do is I'm take a few minutes. I'm going to introduce all the speakers and uh, in, in just order they're going to come up and uh, tell you about who they are. And then they come up back to back to back. And they're going to have a countdown of six minutes apiece. And so today we're going to start out uh, with our first speaker. This is Carrie Cubley. Carrie is on staff. Uh, she's got this awesome picture, by the way. Look at This, she just went above and beyond. Um, But she's on staff. She has a heart for young people. She is uh, in charge of our youth ministry. Does an incredible job. Uh, She's like my right hand. She puts everything together, and she is just bring it. She has a passion for people. She's a passion for you. I'm excited to see what God is going to do. Through her today, our second speaker up is going to be Drew Holcomb. You know this guy. Come on, you see him in the kids' live. He acts like a fool dancing around. You see him on the videos. Uh, but Drew, man, his real passion is people. His passion is you. He's in charge of our connection team. He's a coach on our team, and he has just a good word to bring for us this morning. Man, after Drew has come up is Scott Jermaine. You might know Scott as Coach Jermaine. He is the head basketball coach at Ray Peck High School. Uh, if you don't know, they had an incredible year. He's been. He's just done an incredible job with that team, and uh, I, I know if you know Scott, he is innovative. Uh, he is a leader. He always has a challenging thought and a word. I'm telling you, uh, Scott is going to get you thinking this morning. And I'm encouraged that he's on our team and that he's going to bring a word to us after Scott comes up. Rose Taylor, uh, Rose and Jerry, as you know, are missionaries in Niger uh, for a year. Uh, man, they gave their heart and soul to people there, and they have a passion for the world, a passion for you. And you're going to see that evident today when Rose brings a little word of encouragement to you, and you're going to feel that global impact. And so I'm excited for her to speak. Uh, she is a registered nurse down at Children's Mercy Hospital. Uh, She makes a difference here in our community and excited to hear from her. After Rose is Aaron Chai. Uh, Aaron, man, he is a leader among leaders. Uh, His way of thinking is incredible. So we're so blessed he's putting time into this. He's a coach on our team. Uh, He coaches our host team helping us set up and tear down. So he's taking a break, right? Uh, But no, he's out serving, making a difference. And uh, Aaron, uh, I'm just so blessed that you're on our team and is here to speak and make a difference. He has a heart of gold and uh, you're gonna recognize what God is doing in his life through this message. After him, our final speaker, uh, last uh, le- last but not least, is Victor Gogachea. Now, Victor, uh, if you don't know him, when he says he's praying for you, just expect the mountains to move. He's one of those guys uh, that he is just in love with Jesus. He's a man of God. I know he's a spiritual father. to so many people in our church. I know he's a spiritual father to me. There's so many people looking up to him. I promise you, he's gonna bring a word of encouragement today. You're gonna leave change. Come on, get your seatbelts fastened. Uh, there's gonna be some gold coming out of these people's lips. There's some things you wanna hold on to, to It's a message of hope and encouragement today. Day. So let's give it up for all the speakers. Come on, let's give them some love. Let's prime the pump. Let them know you love them. And uh, our first speaker is going to come out and we're going to start out with Carrie Kelbley. Come on, everybody.
5: Coronavirus, you won't steal my joy. This season has brought a lot of struggles, a lot of unknowns, and a lot of waiting. And I find myself a lot of times looking back to times That were simpler where we could do things just like taking family vacations a couple years ago we took a vacation to colorado as a family we have four kids you guys we are outnumbered on a good day let alone we're in a vehicle on a 10-hour drive to another state um so we just like we do on every trip we pack up the car the night before so we could hit the road really early we wake up our sleepyhead kids at 6 a.m get in the car leave and i kid you not 15 minutes into this trip it is already chaos in my vehicle. I've got one kid who's trying to figure out what the tug to pull ratio on his seatbelt is going to break the thing. I have another kid who just knows she is the next American Idol and is gonna sing at the top of her lungs so that no one else can actually hear the radio. I have another kid who just is upset with anybody breathing in her general vicinity and the snacks that I've given them that were supposed to last a good solid couple of hours have either all are already been eaten or they've been thrown all around my car. It is a hot mess express, you guys. Um, and as a side note, how many of you moms think that dads choose to drive just so they don't have to be the snack giver slash the one who has to play referee in the passenger seat? Like throw up your hearts, cause I, we're on to you dads. I think that's really the plan. Um, but it, what was happening is it was chaos in my car. And what I hear from the backseat is my daughter, my oldest daughter's voice saying the phrase that all of us parents know all too well. Are we there yet? And I look over at my husband in that moment and I see him channeling his inner dad. And he says the phrase that we probably have all heard from our dads, which is we're gonna get there when we get there. You see, in that moment, my daughter wasn't so concerned with the destination as much as she was concerned about this little thing called the meantime. It's the space in between where we start and the destination that we can all feel really anxious with. And I think that we all need to focus right now on the fact that we can actually have a lot of joy in the meantime. The meantime can actually be the best Time. I think sometimes we focus so much on the destination being the joy that we forget that there's really joy right now in the meantime. And I think that's what God wants for us is the joy in the meantime. And what if that joy is found in relationships? I'll be honest with you guys, I have struggled over these last couple of weeks to find some joy. And just like you guys, my life got flipped turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, to just sit right there. I'm just kidding. I'll spare you guys my rapping skills for today, but maybe. If you guys put up enough hearts, maybe Sean will let us have an epic rap rap, rap battle one day. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so it's hard to find joy in the season, right? I think some of us are focusing so hard on that destination to find joy there. And in the meantime, we're still struggling. We're still frustrated. We're still upset. We're still down. We're still struggling with all of these things. And I want to encourage you today. Is there someone in your life right now that's helping you to find joy in the meantime? Do you have relationships around you to help you find that joy? Who is that in your life right now? Are you focusing on that conclusion? Are you focusing on the end? Are you really focusing in on that joy that God wants for us to have right now. Um, I think that there's a reason that the word joy is found in the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5 verses 22 through 23 says this, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, joy isn't a feeling that we get from things or circumstances. It's a feeling that we get from relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's also a feeling that we get from relationship with others. And I think that's really what God wants for us. There are so many times in the Bible that God brings up the word joy. Um, And I think like back to the book of James, I think about how he talks about we can have this joy even in the midst of our circumstances and our trials. Are you feeling that sense of joy? Are you leaning into the anxious feeling? So in that moment that my daughter said, are we there yet? We were able as a family to really enjoy each other, to have that moment to play some games. We were able to play the look out the window game to see what's happening and you guys know we're in Kansas, there's a whole lot of nothing happening. But we were able to have joy in the meantime, you guys. And I think about like marriage. What is marriage? It's it's a lot of meantime, right? We say I do and then till death do us part and then what's in the middle? A lot of meantime. I don't know about you guys, but I want to have some joy in the meantime, shameless life group plug. I, um, every single week on Saturdays, especially right now during this pandemic, I look forward to my life group. We are just a bunch of women who get together and we get to have conversations with each other. We get to be vulnerable and real, pray for each other, just honestly go through life and those moments together. And what I find in these times is that that's what people want. We wanna be able to do life with people, right? And at Real Life Church, I can tell you that's what we want for you. If you are not in a life group, I don't know what you're waiting for because there's so many blessings waiting for you in that. We want to go through the hard stuff with you. We want to go through the tough stuff with you for the scary stuff, even the normal parts. We want to be there through all of it with you because I'm telling you guys, there's so much joy in the meantime waiting for you. So what does this mean for us, church? What does this mean? Can we decide today that we're gonna have some joy in the meantime? We're not gonna give in to the voice of the enemy. We're not gonna give in to temptations like being depressed or sad or complaining. And instead, what we're gonna do is we're gonna lean in to those godly relationships. We're gonna give in to those moments with our kids. We're gonna enjoy them a little bit. And we're gonna focus on the joy that God wants for us to have in the meantime. you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna share that joy with other people because the meantime matters. And I'm telling you guys, the meantime can really be the best time if we really let it be. So I, I can't wait till this pandemic is over. I'm ready for the end, I'm ready for that conclusion, but I am so excited about the joy that God wants for us to have in this meantime. So coronavirus, you will not steal our joy. Will you lean into that truth with me today, church?
6: coronavirus, you won't create division among us. You know why? Because our enemy prospers when we are divided. That's like his main thing right there. When he can get us off mission, off focus, off task for finding people and just pouring into their lives with the love of Jesus and getting us out into the weeds on these things that don't matter. Now, I'm not saying that coronavirus doesn't matter. It does. It's huge, right? It's it's like the number one thing we're all talking about. And we can have opinions on how we're going to react to it and how we feel our country's reacting to it and all that stuff. But guys, I'm telling you, man, it's on my heart. This has been causing divisions, not just with everybody, but especially in the church, and so we're not gonna let that happen here at Real Life Church. You know, divisions among believers have been going on since the day they found the empty tomb, right? We all interpret things our own way, we all see the world through our own experiences, and that's cool, but when we let those things cause us to look down on other believers, or hey, even worse, look down on people who need Jesus and need to hear that from us, man, our enemies winning every time, right? So I think back, this is probably my favorite example from, of division in the church from when I was a kid. Now, I grew up Southern Baptist, really traditional, love my upbringing, right? It's why I'm here today. I learned the good word. And uh, I always joke with Sean, you know, when he talks about those recovering Southern Baptists, I'm like, man, I feel like you're speaking right to me each time, but it's okay. I'm glad where I am, right? So you know that cliche about those churches that like, argue about the color of the carpet. Man, that was real. That was my church. I saw like my Sunday school teacher and like the ushers and the deacons and the sweet little old ladies getting like redder in the face and like even more mad as that meeting went on over the color of the carpet. They were going to go with hunter green because it was the 90s or like that deep like maroonish red because it was the 90s and like They were arguing about it. It had nothing to do with getting people to find their real life and purpose. So nowadays, we're dealing with a whole nother beast, right? We can debate and argue all day over religion and politics through social media. And we're not just debating with people we know and love and have that trust with. We're having these conversations and these fights online with like Gus and Albuquerque. I mean, what the hey, man? And so my next point is distractions duplicate divisions. That's where the social media piece comes in. How easy is it for that phone to just there in your pocket and you're opening it up and there's old Gus man and he's on the wrong side of the political aisle and he wants to wear a mask and I don't want to or vice versa and I got to tell him why he's dumb. Hello? And I'm, you know what? I can say that because that was my life. You can ask Holly, right? She'll tell you that that was our nightly routine was her looking at me over like this. (sighs) Can you believe this guy? (sighs) It's crazy. So that all changed for me at Kentucky trail, listening to Sean on stage, this awesome message about distractions. And I remember at the very end, he said, get your phones out now. Go in your settings and turn off the notifications to all your social media, and you you get into those apps on your terms. And I'm telling you, I did it right there during the message, and it's changed my life. So are we, as members of Real Life, are we turning people off to Real Life Church? Are we turning people away from their real life and purpose by the things we're putting out there into social media? Your voice speaks louder than you think. You know, Jesus says this in Luke 11:17. every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and a divided household falls. I don't know about you guys, but uh, real life has been built up into something pretty special here in Cass County. And I don't wanna see this household fall. And I know you don't either. So I wanna end with this, use your voice, to be a witness. Now, I feel like I've been doing a lot of finger pointing, you know, during this little six and six. And I've learned, you know, when one finger's pointing this way, you got three pointing back. So from here on out, I'm gonna start doing this. So I have to hold myself accountable. Just kidding, just kidding. I'm talking to myself just as much as I have you here. Like I said, this has been me. Our online selves, guys, that's our main witness during this shutdown okay? Our online witness, I see people in our community groups all the time asking, hey, I'm new to the area. What's a good church to go to? And you know what? Every time we put up there, real life, come check us out. We'd love to meet with you and stuff. People click on those names. They look at the profiles. They're looking at our post history and they're seeing all that stuff that we may or may not be saying. And when my wife looked at me and said, Hey, you got to quit arguing with people online. Your opinion doesn't matter as much as you think it does. And at that point I was kind of like, well, yes, it does. When she said, Hey, people that want to come to real life church and you're recommending it in those groups and they're seeing the stuff you're putting out there, that's going to cause them not to man slap in the face. So Keep your beliefs and opinions, man, that's great. It is. It's what makes you who you are. But never lose sight of that real life and purpose that we only get through Jesus. Jesus brings us together, man. He's what's gonna heal this country and heal our souls. So let's show the people of Cass County our love. Coronavirus, you won't cause division among us because we are united in our real life and purpose.
7: I love you guys. COVID, you won't keep me from climbing. When I was a kid, I loved to climb trees. Let's be honest, I'm just a shade over 20 and I still like to climb trees. I like to climb trees for the adventure. The first thing you have to start, you just have to reach up in the, the lowest branch and grab hold of it and, and pull yourself up. And then the best part is just that, that plan your path. There's only so many trees you can, and, and limbs you can grab a hold of and you have to weave your way up through and plan your path. And the last thing you have to do is to learn the limbs. Limbs can be tricky, you know. you got to find the perfect limb, the one that you can grab and put your hand around and really pull yourself up. Because some of them are just so big, you can't get your hand on. And then sometimes, sometimes you put your foot on a limb that you think looks like a good limb and it's actually a rotting one. And you'll fall. And and, you know, the, the biggest rule of climbing, don't ever look down. Don't ever look down because you'll freeze in fear. And so, as you climb these trees, um, that, that's when it gets real. When you get to the top, that's when it gets real. It's safe to say that at the top of the tree, um, it's brighter up there. There's less leaves to, to block out the sunlight. It's just brighter at the top. At the top of the tree, you can see farther than anybody else on the ground can see. Just uh, The view is magnificent. At the top of the tree, it's quiet and peaceful. I love, love just to, to be there and just sit and just think about what God created. I believe we can learn a lot from climbing trees. And if you want to hear it, I'd be willing to cheer. Yeah, give me some like likes or hearts or something like that. So, yeah? All right, let's go. Here we go. If, if climbing this tree is like a journey in life, then that's where we're trying to get to the top. And that's where success is at. That's where a heavenly father is at. Let me try to explain some of you are at the base of the tree. And, and all you have to do, you, you haven't even started a journey, but we just need you to reach up. It's fair to say that with your feet on the ground, you don't know what the view at the top is like. This is you. But you have to put trust in the Lord. You have to reach your hand up, grab that low limb, and pull yourself up. Begin your climb. Trust God. Trust. Did you know that trust is mentioned 281 times in the Bible, 281 times. I'm pretty sure it's an important word. And so, like in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust the Lord your God with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, and He'll direct your paths to help you climb your tree to the top. Maybe that's you, but, but maybe just a short time ago, things were good. You were climbing your tree from branch to branch, kind of shimming up through, and people were like, man, you're doing great. And then one day, you hit that limb that you thought was a sturdy limb, and it stopped you in your tracks. It paralyzed you in fear. In much the same way, in March, many of us were enjoying our first world amenities. You know, going to church, going to our life groups, going out and eat afterwards, um, you know, movie theaters, going, you know, just where we wanted, you name it, and we were enjoying it. And then March hit, and COVID. COVID comes along, and just like when we hit that branch so we didn't know that it was going to hold us, we were frozen. Our schools, think about it. Kids were losing proms, spring sports. Um, we don't have the Royals. We don't have the NBA. Uh, you know, now I have to resort to the Michael Jordan, um, <laughs> the last dense episodes. Those are kind of a good thing. But, but seriously, our climb, we hit that bad limb and we just froze in fear. So this is what I'm saying don't freeze up. What God doesn't want us to do is don't freeze up. Don't freeze up, but look up. Don't have faith in fear, but have faith in our Father. i say that again. Don't have faith in fear, but have faith in our Father. And even in times of uncertainty and fear, we have to press on. You know, Paul writes in the letter to the Philippi, um, he says in Philippians three fourteen, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. He's calling us to keep climbing. This might be dark times; we may not know the future, but we have to press on. Ask God for wisdom in your climb. Proverbs three eighteen says, "Wisdom is a tree of life for those who embrace her. Happier are those who are called to hold on to her tightly." Ask God for wisdom in your climb. We need to know which branch to grab, the path to reach the top. We need that wisdom from God. Some of you are saying, but Scott, you know, my current situation, my tree is not a good one to climb. I, I don't have a job. My finances are a mess. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's my, I think the tree that I was on is actually supposed to climb. It's actually fallen. And I would say, trust. Trust the tree that you thought you were supposed to climb. Trust God. So maybe, just maybe. The tree that you were supposed to climb, you're actually supposed to cross. Cross the tree that you were, thought you were supposed to climb. And on the other side, God has bigger trees for you. God has taller trees for you. God has stronger trees for you. Cross the tree that God thought you thought you were supposed to climb. And good things are ahead of you. I know COVID has given me a new perspective on life. We need to be there for each other. If you haven't begun your climb, your journey with God, climb. Climb. Be there for the people in at real life. Church are there for you. Don't do life alone. If you're if you're climbing that tree, you need people around you. Rally around each other. We have a, a church in which we can rally around. Okay. Whatever you, wherever you're at in your journey, God is right there with you. Trust God. Reach for Him. Climb your tree. Let's be there for each other. COVID, you won't keep me from climbing. <laughs>
8: Coronavirus, you won't make me a spiritual slacker. Now, my definition of a spiritual slacker is someone who is not spiritually engaged, someone who's disconnected, and someone who waits around to be told what to do with their spiritual life. And today, real life, we're not gonna be spiritual slackers. We're gonna be spiritual leaders. Our world and our community need relief and restoration more than ever now. And now is not the time to be slacking. Relief is that temporary, immediate help To reduce suffering during and after a crisis while restoration happens through long-term relationships which rebuilds people families and communities back to their god-designed purpose and wholeness in the bible the story of esther is about a young jewish girl who becomes queen of persia and with her uncle's help needs to win the affection and the favor of the king in order to stop a plot to kill the jews now esther is the jews only hope she is the only person who can get close enough to the king to stand before him to make such a request. And even though she's queen, she can risk her life in doing so. But she pushes past her fear and does what God calls her to do. And in doing so, she saves her entire nation. In Esther 4.13, Mordecai tells her, don't think for a moment that because you are in the palace, you will escape while the Jews will be killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, Deliverance and relief will arise from another part for the Jews, but you and your family will die. Perhaps, maybe, that you were made queen for this moment, for such a time as this. Such a time as this. Maybe we're in the middle of a pandemic for such a time as this. Maybe you're stuck at home, in your workplace, in your neighborhood, or whatever position God has you in for such a time as this. God is opening up opportunities to optimize His purpose and use us as spiritual leaders to help those around us. God took the time to make us special, all with unique talents. He has prepared individual plans and He has... let me try it again. He has prepared individual plans and projects for our lives. He may feel absent like he's not working in the details of our lives, but he is. He did it for Esther and he'll do it for you too. He will accomplish his will through our good, our bad, our happy, and even our most painful days. It reminds me of our friends in Niger that God is using for such a time as this. They had to make that difficult decision. Should they stay in Niger or should they go back to Romania? There's a lot of pressure to leave since all the other missionaries were leaving too. And there's great risk in staying for if they were to get sick, there is no proper medical treatment or care in the area. Now, Niger is one of the poorest countries in the world and they already struggle with food insecurities, but because of this current situation, it's even worse. People are getting so desperate that they're climbing these tall trees with these large thorns just to pick the bitter leaves to feed to their families so they don't feel as hungry. Now, our friends were heartbroken by this, but they also saw an opportunity use your blessings their connections their talents and their resources to give relief and restoration to those around them who are in need they are partnering with a Nigerian friend and they are passing out 55 pound bags of rice to these families some of the biggest tragedies are being blessed and not knowing the purpose of our blessings and also missing that opportunity to give relief and restoration to those in need around us because we are so focused on ourselves. We're so focused on our own problems and our own lives. But Esther, she stepped up as a spiritual leader. She wasn't a spiritual slacker. She put aside her needs, her fears, and her ambitions. And in doing so, she saved that entire nation. How many people could find relief and restoration? How many people could find hope? How many people could find Jesus if we step up to the call to serve even if it involves risk and sacrifice. We are just like my friend in Niger, and we are just like Esther. We too were made for such a time as this. We're not gonna miss the blessings, we're not gonna miss those opportunities, and we're not gonna miss the call to serve. There are so many ways you can serve, especially here at Real Life. You can donate to the COVID relief fund. You can sew masks. You can do the hope boxes. You can serve at heart and hand. You can donate blood. You could donate to our friends in Niger. You could do something as simple as talking to your neighbors that you've lived next to for years and never said one word to before. In Romans 12, 11, 13, it says, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. We have no excuses to be slacking off. Let's not be spiritual slackers. What is it that may be keeping you from serving and keeping your focus off of serving? Is it watching too much Netflix? Been watching Tiger King anyone? Is it video games? Is it wasting too much time on TikTok? Is it fear? What is it for you? Let's step up as leaders. Let's give generously. Let's be on fire for the church. Let's pray fervently. And let's serve at every opportunity offered. If you need some ideas, I just gave you eight. And don't wait for someone else to step up and do this. This is your time and this is our time. Let us be the spiritual leaders that you were made for such a time as this. Coronavirus, you won't make us spiritual slackers in this season.
9: Coronavirus, you won't defeat us with fear. It was 2017, so only a few years ago, when a therapist would later tell me that one of the, one of any number of the things that were about to happen to me would could impact somebody for the rest of their life. It started off in the spring with the separation of my wife for 18 years. By the time that it was over, uh, everything that I owned was gone, including my house, um, my 401k, um, all my savings, and even my job that I ended up leaving and had been there for 20 years. On top of the changes with my family and the losses there, uh, my 16-year-old daughter also passed away. So there was moments during that time where not only was it difficult and hard to get through, but I wondered why things weren't fair and what I could do to to fix it. I had nightmares constantly. Um, there was just uncertainty and uh, just loss of security that went with everything. For the first time in my adult life, I actually felt that I couldn't control anything happening to me. Kind of like what's going on today, which is the, the world is putting a lot of craziness out there and a lot of things that, that we, don't, we just can't control. And you're, you're stuck just trying to do the best that you can. Everything pretty much sucked. I remember low points, or what I thought were the lowest points, became high points, and things even got worse after that. I remember sitting at my work and getting another bill from the lawyer, um, knowing that I couldn't even pay for a headstone from my kid. And I thought, Why am I even trying? Not fair. I mean, what are you going to do? What's the point? I, I thought everything that I did was right and pretty good. And my friends would say, oh, it's okay. Have faith. You know, you'll get through it. I was sitting in a pew on a Sunday and listening to the gathering message, and there was a verse that came to my mind that uh, I had heard first when I was a kid in Sunday school, and it said, When he calls out to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue and honor him. Somewhere along the line, I had forgot that through all the trouble and the anxiousness and anxiety I was going through. Uh, but later that year, God did. Deliver an amazing, incredible, and God fearing woman into my life that helped me become strong. And she turned my prayers, actually, she turned my um, questions about why me and what did I do to deserve it and how am I going to get through this into thankfulness for what I did have and what I did experience. A lifetime of church, or a lifetime going to church, and still I needed to be reminded that God was with me and that it would be okay. I needed to lean and trust on him. Today I have, I can sense those same feelings of anxiety and fear that I went through and some of those that I talked to, uh, whether it be in our life groups or just um, those that I interact with. The Kaiser Family Foundation actually said um, through a poll recently that 45% of adults uh, are, have mentally are, are recognized that they are, are negatively impacted uh, mentally by what's going on right now, and 75% of them think the worst is yet to come. Anxiety, depression, suicide, marriage strife, all those, those things um, reportedly on the rise that impact our, our well being and our health. And I'm sure that somewhere the devil's dancing over this, just like he was during my time. Fear is not more powerful than God. The Bible reminds us of this as well in Acts 17, 27, when it says, he is not far from any one of us. And I think about that with believers and non-believers alike. He's not far from any one of us. Being smart, safe, and responsible as time goes on doesn't mean we have to be paralyzed with fear. And there was a song that I listened to a lot in 2017 that said, fear is a liar. And there's some lines from it that I think are very relevant. They say, when he told you you're not strong enough, to put up a good fight. When He told you you're not worthy, when He told you you're not loved, when He told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough, when He told you you could be the one that grace could never change, He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire, because fear, He is a liar. Every day you persevere, carry on, and determine how you'll face your fears will shape your future. I think it's important for us to remember: you're not alone, you're not unloved, and you're not defeated. God's with you, and fear is a liar. One final verse says: Psalms 41 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard me cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. Do the same. Coronavirus, you're not going to defeat us with fear.
10: Coronavirus, you won't take away my focus on God and His goodness. I'm reading from John 16, verse 33, where Jesus was talking to His disciples and He said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Jesus warned his disciples of things to come, and he did that so that they could have peace and be forewarned. You know, the old expression says forewarned is forearmed. Trouble will come, friends, but we, they could take heart because he overcame the world for us. In the world, you're gonna have you're gonna get cut off in traffic. In the world, people are going to be mean. In the world, people are gonna say things that might discourage you, especially if you're a young person trying to figure out your life, going to college, and you have a dream. Some people will say some mean things that might hurt you. In fact, those people may be very close to you even. In the world, you're gonna have people who they say that hurt people hurt other people. And you're going to have folks who are going to do some things. You're going to have children that, that go astray. They don't respect their parents and parents are worried about them. You're going to have loved ones who do some, you know, strange things and walk away and you can't talk to them. No matter what you say, they don't listen. Nothing seems to help, but you know, we can take, heart in the fact that we have God. We have God in our lives who comes and helps us and guides us and leads us and we can come to him. You know, friends, if God was a fairy tale, yours truly, my wife and I, we'd be history. Because I'm here to tell you that he was real in our lives. You know, our journey started back in 1979 and by then we were already we were raised in the Catholic church we were raised in what they call Boston Catechism in the East Coast, and that was different. That's very different. Uh, we didn't understand about reading the Bible for ourselves. We didn't know a lot about what was available to us when we spent time in reading the Bible and walking and talking with God. Though there were people that they tried to do a good job and teaching us some things, but it was very regimental in our lives, very regimented. And it wasn't until later on in our, in our walk that we started to see that there was a God who heard us that talked to us in many different ways. He talked to us in situations, he opened doors where, you know, it seems like things weren't gonna happen and all of a sudden it seems like things did, you know. And little by little, God was walking us through a path and I thank God, you know, we, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. I thank God that together we heard from God, we, we saw God's word and individually, we started growing in our Christian walk. My wife uh, started going to Bible study Uh, with a lady friend of hers, one of our neighbors. Uh, I started hearing the word from different sources and radio, TV. Again, this was back, you know, late 70s, early 80s, when some of these radio ministries were starting to explode. And so we heard a lot of God's word. And we started going forward in, in some of the things of God. I remember my daughter was all of about six years old. I was a young dad. And I remember when she came to me and she was, crying big tears in her eyes and I was you know it struck me and I was like honey what's wrong what's the matter she came to me with her brokenness she came to me with her broken barbie doll you know for me dad it was no big deal I just snapped that head back on and there's nothing to it but you know it's one of those what they call aha moments my daughter came to me with her brokenness she came to dad with her brokenness she trusted me that I would help her with her problems, and the enormity of that moment just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I gotta tell you, I started crying, and my wife came to me, she goes, what's wrong, everything okay? And I told her, I said, well, you know, I just had a God moment, I just had an aha revelation about God's daddy's love. You know, in 2007, the doctors came with the prognosis. By then we had been Christians for a few years. By then we saw a lot of wonderful things happen in a lot of lives, including our own. We saw God do miracles. We had seen miracle healings. We didn't need a radio TV minister to tell us about God's goodness and miracle working power. We'd seen it for ourselves. We had experienced a lot of things. And I was kind of frankly, when the doctor came and told me, he said, you know, you've got prostate cancer. And you know, I, I got angry. I actually got angry and I was, yeah, I was scared. We were scared. But I gotta tell you that, you know, it came to a point after a, a little bit of thinking and praying through that I realized I've, I'm gonna live until I die. I made a decision. I'm gonna live until I die. And I've decided that I'm gonna make life work and God's gonna help me. Or if I have to go with God, if it's time, so be it. I realized and I, and, and I understood, it's, he's the author and the finisher of our faith. When he starts something, he finishes it. When Jesus hung on the cross and said, it is finished, his work was done, ours began. He's not looking for our advice, friends. He's not looking for our counsel. He's looking for our cooperation. When he said, it's up to us now, it's our move, it's our move. And I gotta tell you that, you know, we need to not let coronavirus or anything else be the focus of our of our lives we need not let fear be the focus of our lives coronavirus you won't take away my you won't take away our focus on god and his goodness god bless
0: Come on, everybody, to give it up for everybody just spoke, man. What an incredible word. Man, there's so much leadership behind that, man. COVID-19, man, you won't stop us. An uh, incredible message of hope and encouragement. Hey, I want to do this on a prayer for you guys and just ask God to bless this time and just lead you into what God's calling us to do. Father, I come before you. God, thank you so much, God, that this coronavirus is going to stop our joy. God, it's not going to tear down our courage. It's not going to take our focus away from your goodness and your passion. It's not going to keep us from climbing uh, the, the things in front of us. God, I to push towards you. God, we're not going to be spiritual slackers. We're going to be leaders in this season. And God, we're not going to be paralyzed by fear. God, we're going to be full of hope in this season. Hey, I want to talk to somebody right now as you're praying, man, that has let the coronavirus stop them in their tracks. Maybe you today have been paralyzed by fear. Uh, maybe you've let uh, Satan um, take this season a little bit. Maybe you've been discouraged. Uh, maybe you've just been living in fear of the future. Uh, maybe you just forgot about the goodness of God in this season. But today, you know what? I want to start uh, the things of God. I'm not going to let Corona stop me. I'm going to start the things of God, and if that's you, down want to pray for you today, right now. Father, come before you, God, to ask that you just strengthen us as the church. God, we're be the body of Christ be unified together. God, we're going to cast off every weight around us that slows us down from pursuing your mission. God, we're made for a season just like this. You put us in this moment in time on purpose. So, God, we're thankful. We're full of joy. God, thank you for the words of faith. God, we're going to be moving forward on, on the faith of other people. God, just encourage today, God, that you're with us in this season and we're not going to be slowed down. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to stop doing the things for you uh, because of the coronavirus. God, we're going to pursue you full on education praying i want to i want to ask you guys a question have you had an aha moment like Victor talked about with Jesus. The aha moment you realize that God's grace is good, that he loves you, that he's pursued you. Maybe today you need the aha moment with Jesus uh, where, he, where you have to relationship with him, that you know he's brought you and he's formed you and he's purposed you and he's gifted you. And today, maybe that moment is your day that you're gonna have the aha moment today with Jesus. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God's perfect son. He's sent here, he came to our world, into our coronavirus, into this place, and he took upon all of sins. On that cross, the Bible says he became sin for us and he's nailed to the cross. He became everything wrong in our life and exchanged all of his goodness for all of our wrongs and now we have a relationship with him. The Bible says that any that calls on the name of Jesus will be saved and made new. Maybe today is your aha moment. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And so I would encourage you, if you need Jesus, if you need forgiveness, if you need faith, if you need joy, if you need strength, if you, you need to overcome this season, you need a best friend, you need a daddy that loves you, today you can call on the name of Jesus and be saved and made new. And so if that's you today, you're gonna know, say yes to Jesus, man, I would encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Father God, thank you so much for sending Jesus to down the cross for me. God, this is my aha moment. I realized that I made life by myself. I've been stopping my tracks, been focused on all these things, around. but God, I've seen you're weaving a story together and you sent your son Jesus to die for me. So God, I put my faith in you. God, I want to follow you. God, lead me. I'll, I'll just commit to go wherever you go. And God, you can have my life to take it and use it how you want to. And I praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give it for everybody who came to Christ today. Come on, show some love, give some hearts, man. God's using you guys. Six and six. Thank you so much for that word of encouragement. What an amazing day today
2: and that's a powerful morning and a powerful word and prayer and that prayer that you just prayed is not the end of a journey but it's the beginning of a journey of your steps with Jesus and I want to encourage you if you've taken that step today or in the recent future or in the recent past you can text. The recent, wait,
0: the recent future I've got to stop. <laughs>
2: You're about <laughs> to pray that prayer, the recent future, upcoming but no, you can text next to 97000 that's going to connect you to some amazing resources get you connected to the Bible app, get you started on that journey with Jesus. It's just an incredible way to really dive in to that journey with Jesus. And I want to encourage you, if you are new or if you've been coming for a while and you haven't gotten connected in our life groups, this is your chance. Today is your day. Get online our website, reallifechurchkc.com. Click on a group, check it out. You're not going to want to miss out. And do you want to know why? The main thing about our life groups, there's so many reasons, but our life groups are fun. Here at Real Life, one of our core values is to have fun. And our groups do an incredible job doing that. I was thinking back, like in our group, we always start with an icebreaker and it's come down to like random times where we had to, you know, sing Drops of Jupiter with Sean and, you know, rap battle. I mean, That's everything. all my, my size of
0: my group decreased after that. <laughs> it was,
2: we just have fun together. A training, we right. laughed together. I was talking with the leaders of our Empty Nester group and they actually went out to eat at the Jiggy Pig and everybody brought their lawn chair so they could all sit six feet apart in a field. And just connect with each other, eat dinner together from afar, and have fun. Um, you know, our trivia night group always has a crazy time of, you know, whether or not Mike is going to have a shirt on or not and what background he's going to be at that day. They have so much fun. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it's a good it's, thing Mike's
0: a good looking guy. I
2: guess so. It's a lot of fun, though, man. Every time I talk to some of our life group leaders, they're just laughing. They're loving staying connected with each other. Our, you know, parenting group is like every time they let all those kids get on there onto the Zoom meeting, you never know what is going to happen. And they just crack up they have a great time getting together so I want to encourage you in this season that can be lonely can be distant you want to take this opportunity to connect to have fun I promise you you're gonna have a great time and you're not gonna regret getting connected to one of our groups
0: yeah I mean you saw a theme today six and six over and over again I mean Carrie Aaron Victor Drew I mean everybody was pushing in the same direction man who you're doing life with man who's that voice that brings you back to God like Aaron talked about that's your life group these are people you're doing life with uh it doesn't have to be your spouse i mean it, it mostly can be but in this season man it's your life group it's the voice of wisdom when your marriage is falling apart all these things are around you and you have this pressure to uh, pursue god now i think it's amazing so get in a group it's incredible and you know be a part really of that.
2: cool actually i don't all of those people that you just mentioned that talked today are all life group leaders and so all life group leaders they, you really latched onto what one of them said find their group online and join it
0: that's a good point. I like that. She's tearing up. Hey, i want to encourage you guys also to be generous in the season. I can't thank you enough. Uh, your generosity is absolutely mind blowing in the season. We were kind of like, man, what's going to happen? And you guys have just done exceedingly more than we ever thought or imagined in the season. So thank you so much for your generosity. I want to say thank you for the first time donors. Thank you guys are faithful in the season. Even things are un uh, or they're not stable, but you're like, hey, look, I'm going to give uh, the thing that's given back to me. I'm going to give to the thing that's honoring God and making a difference in this season. This week uh, we got to go out and. Uh, do food distribution with heart and hands. Uh, we have a blood drive uh, we're doing in the near future on May 12th. Uh, you guys be a part of that. Uh, we've got about 20 more slots to fill and uh, share this, uh, post it, um, and sign up. And it, it makes a huge difference. You can save three lives just by donating uh, blood. Uh, we, we've got so much that's going on behind the scenes, so many different things that you guys are a part of making a difference every single day day in our community people are being changed so i want to say thank you for that thank you for generosity i want to encourage you guys there's three ways you can give Uh, you can give online at reallifechurchkc.com you can text any amount to 84321 or you can send it by mail in this season man thank you guys so much for your faithfulness and generosity man let's worship god uh one more time with the song come on let's give him our best man god gave us some gold today and we're going to give back to him come on let's lift our hands and praise let's give jesus our best
11: the king of my heart be the fire
4: I love that song. It's a great reminder that God is never going to let us down, no matter how we feel or what we're experiencing in in a moment. And just the the messages today, the the stories were just a great reminder. We can't always choose our circumstances, but we can choose our reaction to it. And God has called us to fight from faith because we have a hope and that hope has a name. That name is Jesus. So if you find your spot, your place, uh, and you need some hope today, I encourage you to text our all hope to 97,000 and we would love to extend some hope to you today. So I wanna encourage you don't turn to the channel. In a few short moments, we're gonna have a great real life kids worship service. And this isn't anything second class. This is something that kids can worship Jesus. And we love just to see your kids on social media every week. So everybody's invited, hang out. They have a message activities that the kids will love. We would love to see you guys there in a short moment. Hang out with you guys in Life Group this week. Can't wait to see you there. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life on purpose.